Colin Horton. I'm an award-winning surveyor, part-time property investor and self-confessed entrepreneur. I believe that business is all about getting to know the people that you're dealing with and that's exactly what we're going to be doing on this podcast. We'll be having in-depth chats, asking the personal questions and ultimately getting candid. Good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to today's show. I have the lovely Sarah Tucker with me today, um, and we are going to get candid. So, Sarah, thank you for coming on the show. I feel a bit overwhelmed, actually, because you're already quite a successful podcaster. And I'll stop. <laughs> I'm only a few months in. I'm literally I only started in November. That's good. You've got quite a few episodes done, though, haven't you? Yeah. You've, got, you've done well through it. I know. Well, every single week they add up quite quick, don't they? That's the thing. But what yeah. made you kind of start getting on it? Like, I think I just I'm always trying to think of the thing that not everybody's doing in my industry. So, um, and also I also need to keep myself excited, which isn't always easy in mortgages. <laughs> so I was just I just had this yeah I just always had this idea of doing it, and then I do numerology. And so I worked out all my numbers and found out last November was the time if I was going to do it, it was then. Otherwise, this year is not a, not a great year for me in numbers. Right, so. right. What is numerology? I have no idea what that uh, is. See, I'm into all this woo stuff. You'll get used to me. But <laughs> numerology is is really good, actually, if, especially if you're into if you're in a, a business owner or in anyone, to be honest. But basically, the date of birth that you're well, the day you're born is your number and that's your life path number but it you can break it down into the number that you're in, in per month. what's your date of birth i'll work yours out now 23 oh, you, do, you, January, do you want to tell everybody what your date of birth is yeah no, i'm i am a, i'm not ashamed I'm, I'm 32 which is such a nothing age as well isn't it 32? <laughs> like you've got loads of responsibility nothing really exciting and your body's starting to give up on you a bit Oh, um, stop. God, you're going to depress <laughs> me. I'm older than you. Um, you are a number six. So your life path number is number six because you add your date of birth together. Anyway, um, that means you are um, very much into relationships and – oh, I can hear a notification. Um, yeah, you're very much into, yeah, relationships, connections, making connections with people. That's kind of like what you're – here to do is um very true very true actually yeah so but then you can break it down a bit further but that's like a whole podcast episode on its own Colin so we should probably leave that where it is but yeah I started it basically because I thought I listened to podcasts and I thought well actually it's people don't often want to watch videos on mortgages but actually they do need to learn more about them so they can just stick them on in the background and learn a bit while they're cooking or driving their kids to school what have you um, and that's kind of why I did it, but it, and it seems to be working well. Yeah, it's just, it's. I listened to yours the first time for about three weeks ago now because I was trying to work out what structure to do these podcasts. I don't bloody clue. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> but I don't know what I what I like to. You could, you want to take away some stuff from it, but you don't want to be lectured at for half an hour. That's no, not, that's exactly. Um, but I found yours really good. So I'll put the link in this bio so people can listen to your thing as well. Thank you. No, that'd be good. Thank you. But, um, obviously, we met, what was it, a year? Two years? Two, is it two years ago now? It's it? two years ago. In the ball. I believe that when everyone thought me and Chris were a couple. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I actually did but, think you were as well. But yeah. Yeah, no, I two thought, years. It's crazy. I'm by, isn't it? And then, because uh, I remember, um, like Chris mentioned, like mentioned you and kind of what you were doing with the mortgage mum, and I thought yeah. it was a really great concept. And I was, I love anything that's branded quite, I quite like generic brands that kind of try and get the whole of the market kind of with one kind of key, cut keywords like mortgage mum. I thought that's great. I like that. Yeah. Like, I stupidly call my company Hortons because it's, but it's, I wish I hadn't done that now. I wish I'd been more specific. Oh, really? like, yeah, like, leasehold or you know it's just something quite generic but with an idea of kind of dominating the whole market not just especially if you're thinking about ever exiting naming yeah. after yourself something to do oh. um so i'm really impressed with what you've done and obviously we work you know we're relatively close to you guys now and i've come down to meet you know your mums what do you call yeah. them is there like a, a collective for the mums is it uh well jamie calls jamie calls them the mortgage milfs which i think is quite offensive <laughs> <laughs> but um, I generally call them the girls, which is probably just yeah. as offensive to them. But yeah, I mean, the ladies, girls, there's loads of us now. Um, there's a lot more since, yeah, that's 25. 
Nice. So yeah. how does it work? How does it work then for mortgage money? Is it uh, are they can like consultant? Are they employees? Are they self-employed? Are they... We've got a couple of people employed now in management level, but they've, they're self-employed brokers, and they pay a membership fee into the mortgage mum, um, and that kind of gives them their coaching, their systems, um, the branding, their opportunity to kind of make themselves into a mortgage broker because a lot of these women are not experienced and to be perfectly honest wouldn't necessarily be taken on not because they're not talented enough because they are but because one because they're mums and they want to be flexible and that's not really um, a good interview answer if you're being interviewed for you know how much business am I going to bring but also because they haven't got pipelines of business but what they do have is loads of potential they have um have a spark about them they have determination and drive and grit and I see that um and we basically turn that into successful mortgage breaking um and it takes takes them all different periods of time but yeah so that's kind of why we're here really to provide that space and they're they're absolutely amazing at what they do they really are so it's nice I think because I think taking I spoke on a podcast previously about how I don't actually look at CVs really now I kind of look at them very briefly just to make sure they're not complete and uh yeah. but but it's, it's the person you're hiring isn't it it's the person that you want to work with and I think you can make anyone that employee as long as they've got as long as they're a nice person they've got a bit of empathy yeah and you know a slight brain on them it's um yeah I mean how do you what's your kind of interview when you go through it are you looking through CVs are you just going through LinkedIn are you just getting applications how's it we get applications yeah, we, we get applications all the time, um, all the time now, which is lovely. But there's just so many people that want to come in for the first time ever. We've had to say no and, and we've got this oh, wow, for a little course. while. But um, we do interviews over Zoom and we always have. Um, and it is like you say, it's just about the people because the CV, it just doesn't mean anything to me. Like I will read it and have a quick look at it. But really, it's about the person. And my criteria, I suppose, probably changed since I started the business because at the beginning, I was just amazed that anybody wanted to be a mortgage mum. I just was so thrilled that someone wanted to work within the company that I'd created. I thought, oh, yeah, how exciting. (laughs) Whereas now I see the people that have struggled. You know, we do have casualties where women that come on board that they, they, not everybody can make it. And it is a hard job and it's not for everybody. So I think now we're a lot more realistic and we can see the traits of the people who succeed versus the traits of people who tend to struggle um, within that industry. So I'm very upfront in that interview now. I, I tell people it might look light and fluffy on my Instagram, but this is not a light and fluffy job. It's a very serious job and it, you have to have drive. You have to be determined. And as long as they have that and they're willing to lean in and be coached, then I'm up for it. But we need them to really understand what hard work is behind the scenes because um, we paint a pretty picture <laughs> of what it looks like, but it's not always like that. So um, ultimately they have their own business. They have to be a business owner mindset, even though they are within the mortgage mum, it is their own company within it. So it takes a certain type of person to be able to take that on. I mean, it's so hard. I mean, I've, I've over, especially last three or four, over since the stamp duty holiday, God, I am like, I sympathize with mortgage brokers. I can't, like I mean I've transacted a couple of times and it's been like I'm quite pragmatic so I'll try and just get stuff done as a surveyor I know kind of how the process works but for laymen like you guys must get so much grief from people I don't know how you you deserve yeah. a medal I mean it's not even your fault half like because the lenders change their criteria all the time and yeah it's uh I mean, what's been the biggest challenges over the last kind of year for you? Oh, oh gosh, so many. But I think there's words that we didn't even know existed a year ago, like furlough. You know, like it's so common now. But a, a year ago, like we didn't we didn't know any more than anyone else. But we were yeah. expected to have all the answers. So our lockdown consisted yeah. of picking up the phone to everybody and answering questions on things that we had only just read ourselves the day before and discussed in a meeting um that can be quite tough but we've all got used to it now we're like watching the budget <laughs> watching the budget as if it's like the x factor final now I'm like come on stamp juicy holiday translating it people but that's why we're here you know actually for the first time ever I don't I don't worry about robotic advice taking over mortgage brokers because we're so needed people don't get what's going you, on you are, you are yeah. needed yeah yeah so if anything 
it, it is as challenging as it as challenging as it can be. I say to the team, you know, we're needed more than ever, and that's a great thing. So you've got to embrace it and just learn what you can and try and help your clients as much as you can. And I think it's a lot of. Um... I mean, it's rare. You obviously deliver some bad news, but a lot of the time you're delivering good news to people, aren't you? It's, it's quite yeah. rewarding at that point. And I know when I get the email from a broker saying, like, oh, Cole, they've accepted you. Like, oh, get in. Like, yeah. I'm, 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 yeah, is that, exactly. Like, is that the best bit of the role? Or what's your uh, favourite bit of that broker? Oh, I love that bit. I mean, I also love um, when you help people who are in a real sticky situation. And there's most brokers, I think, who just look at their case and think, oh, my God, just get it off my desk. Like, I, don't, I don't want to deal with a client like this. We love that because we're so determined to turn their life around. And what we try and do, which I'm really passionate about, is try and coach them about money around it because there's such a lack of education around money. People make the same mistake again and again and again because they don't actually understand what the root cause of it is. Why did they spend all that money when they didn't have it? Why do they get themselves in so much debt? There's a reason. There's an emotional reason that they hurt themselves with money or they've got money patterns from when they were a child that they didn't know about. And so all of that comes into our advice because we want to change their pattern so that when they come to us in two years and five years, we can be like, yes, well done. You haven't haven't taken out any more debt and now we can get you a better rate. And it's a journey. Um, And we've all had to learn those lessons ourselves. So that's the bit I like. I like seeing someone and thinking, I'm going to teach you some stuff and you're going to really be able to take hold of it and and change your patterns with money as well as get your money sorted out. No, I mean, that's fine. I mean, Joe, I wish I found you uh, early on because when I was younger, I got myself, I had no, I didn't grow up with much money growing up. My single mum and like, I was always kind of reaching to payday after day one of the game, paid the last day. And mm. uh, I got myself into the right pickle, I did, because no one taught me about credit credit or anything. And no. I, I, you know, I completely effed myself up going forward. Like, I got my default, so I was an absolute nightmare. Oh, really? I was a much more. Like 22 no one would touch I can get credit card can get anything and I wish someone had told me early on about the implications of what was going to happen because between yeah. 22 and 28 your life your salary changes a lot your life yeah. changes a lot but you're still reprimanded for your sins back when you were 20 22 yeah and uh, I remember going to the first car I got a flat the house mortgage guy every broker I spoke to said you're gonna need at least 50 percent deposit to get anyone to lend to you and I was like well that's not possible then I met this geezer I'm not gonna say it was because I think he might be a little bit dodgy but he managed to get me five percent which brings me on to my next question actually because that's something I am interested about yeah and I think other listeners might be how much flexibility do the underwriters have when it comes to these because like for argument's sake you might have someone that got himself into really bad debt four years ago Mm-hmm. But they completely changed their life around now, and now they've got a really good job, really successful career, earning 100k plus. Yeah. How much flexibility do the underwriters have, even though they may well be, you know, two or three defaults on their accounts? Still, are they are they pragmatic or are they very risk averse? It depends on the bank, to be honest, which is why we're kind of why we're here because we turn that information into a pretty picture that we feel like the lender will be comfortable with. Um, there's more and more lenders now that will look at the cases as an individual basis and actually look at what you're doing now, how much money you have now compared to your patterns then and will listen to your story. But it, it does take that broker in the middle, not selling myself genuinely, because you've got to filter the information. You've got yeah. to turn it into something that they're happy with. Um, so it, it can happen. I've, I mean, some of the girls have overturned cases that I'd never thought an underwriter would yeah. listen to, but they put forward such a good argument on such such detailed um, reasons that you can't ignore it so yeah it can happen not necessarily your high street ne- as much yeah. but more of your specialist um, lenders definitely they will look something, something I wish I was told when I sort of started the company up was saying three years ago was that oh yeah it's all well and good trying to you know be clever with the book so to speak and uh, don't pay all my taxes but like if you could you know you know, make the most of the situation, but obviously that's going to Im- implement you when it does come to get a mortgage. And I wasn't made aware of this. I didn't know this at all. So I do think there's a real lack of education for even budding entrepreneurs who will be listening to this. There are a couple of people yeah. I know who will be listening. Uh, kind of what advice would you give to kind of maybe, you know, young entrepreneurs who are maybe in the first, second years of their companies mm-hmm. in you know, in terms of getting the mortgage in the future? Because they're going to struggle initially, aren't they? 
to... Yeah, I, I always tell people to work backwards, which isn't the traditional way. But I say, if you want to get a mortgage in, say, two years, you've got to work your way backwards to then figure out what you need to earn this year and next year in your company and declare, importantly, um, declare or you know, cash out in salary and dividends if you're a limited company so that you know what you're working towards. Most company owners are just, we're so in it, we don't even think about, you know, what we're trying to get out of the company to be able to get the house or get whatever we need to on the other side. So we tend to say to people, if you want to work backwards with us, we'll tell you, if you'd get this much, this is how much you'll be able to buy in two years. And if you earn this much and cash out this much, this is how much you'll be looking at. And that kind of gives them a bit of direction in their company as well for a business plan or trying to, you know, trying to look at what they actually want to get out of it each year because it's too tempting. When the tax bill comes around, it's too tempting to go, oh, well, I've got loads of printers and I bought all this stuff for the office and I've got petrol or broadband and and get that corporation tax bill down. But it doesn't always serve serve you when yeah, you're trying to get them all hit the arse initially um yeah I, we all do I, can't, I don't think yeah I, do, I just think it's i just think it's a real i think it goes back to schools if i'm completely honest with you i just don't think i mean yeah. i don't care about bloody like re i mean i was a catholic boy growing up but i don't think yeah. we need to spend like 10 hours a week on re <laughs> No, like, I, really, like, I, saw something, I saw something this week that said, I'm so glad that I learned about Pythagoras theorem <laughs> instead of tax <laughs> because now it's Pythagoras theorem season. I'm totally equipped. But we, it's so true. Like we don't learn about tax and mortgages and deposits. And I, I talk about this a lot, but um, for fear of repeating myself, I feel like it's even worse for our younger generation now. They've got Instagram and people have so much stuff like designer stuff yeah. on Instagram that they get given by people because they're influencers and people want it so when you're 18 to 22 like you say you're just it's all about what people think about you and you might, you might be earning 10 grand in your job but you want people to see yeah. the watch and the car and everything and, and you get it on credit and you think about the monthly payment and that's pretty much all you're worried about but people don't realize the impact of that later on when they're looking to buy a property and the opportunity they have when they come out of school to start getting into saving patterns. It sounds so boring, but it's not boring when 10 years later they can afford to buy the, you know, the car and have the house and have a drive to put it on. So um, I do think the school system, I mean, we, Jamie and I talk about this all the time about how we're going to go to schools and talk to them all and um, put it into the education. And we are, we are talking to people about doing that. The London Institute of Banking and Finance are working on it being a GCSE but it needs to it needs it to need, be it needs to be a compulsory GCSE not an optional one either it needs yeah. to be literally like home economics and stuff like, it needs to be like inbuilt into these kids brains because like interesting you touched on the, you know the kids from finance and stuff like mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I like watches I like cars I, I know how much these things cost yeah and I was, you shouldn't, unless you, like, you've got these kids who live at home with their parents who've got you know brand new Rolexes and Mercedes it's, it's wrong. It's wrong because it's everything yeah. so easily attainable now. Like, yeah. and it's, it, I just think it, it just gives off a terrible, 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 terrible image to to kids these days. And well, where do I'm you go quite, if you've already got a Rolex and a Louis Vuitton at school? Like, what do you aspire for materially? Yeah, why walk around like a Gucci tracksuit? I mean, what? I mean, will it come on? Right? It's just, it's <laughs> stupid. And I just, I, mean, I, I, I see why they do it because you want, you don't want to be, you don't want to be dubbed as the poor kid who can't, you know, no. can't afford those kind of things. And it's, it's like, I, went, I went to Dubai recently in, um, just in that little gap in December. Um, actually got COVID there actually. But, no, you <laughs> didn't. Did you really? Did. Yeah, I'm a survivor, but. Um, oh <laughs> Oh, was but, it bad? Uh, Did you have it badly? No, I had touch with I was very lucky because I'm pretty fit and healthy. So um, I had a kind of a minor cold, realistically. Oh. I was glad, to be honest, I was quite glad to get it and get it out of the way. Yeah. So there's a way I worry that if you do get it, you could be one of those ones that unfortunately yeah. comes to it. But it was okay. Yeah. I've had it. Um, it wasn't ideal. But um, when I was hoping to, like, to buy it, because I'm aware of watches and I know the value. I'm seeing these like, 18, 19-year-old kids with like toes on their necks. And those little god awful man bags, you know those things they wear, those little perky things, my pet hate. And they've got like fifty grand like Patek Philippe watches on, and I'm like, geez, yeah. I mean that's a fake, but like I was like, why would you have watched that amount of money? Like, what, when are you like, it doesn't make. 
I just I couldn't fathom. I couldn't. I, one, I was incredibly jealous. Yeah, I was going to say I don't know how much <laughs> of this is us being jealous of the of the things that has so young. I but I think I think there's a real lack of I don't know. There's a, I've, people have lost what things are special and what I mean. I think everyone mm. just thinks they can have that. Uh, for me, a, a Rolex was. Uh, when I got my one, it was for me a uh, mark of my life. I, I, I reached a certain career point in my life. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to treat myself to that because I've earned it. I know I sell going to get one. But now people just get them and willy-nilly, walk into Goldsmiths and you know, there are boys available, but Goldsmiths are my boys. Um, <laughs> how did it feel when you got it? Did it feel... I absolutely loved it every time. Did it time. feel how you thought it would? Yeah, I was like this all the time. I get my wife. Like, <laughs> Hello. Like, how you doing? Yeah, but now, like, for me, it's like... I. You know, for me, they I'm, I invest in them now to give to my kids in the long run. That's my that's, that's kind of lovely. where I spend my money. Everyone tells me like, oh, I'll waste the money, but if you know anything about watches, obviously they're some of them are quite uh, a second second hand market yeah. from it's like all the price. So I'd never sell them. I just want to keep them and kind of give them to my kids. But yeah. it's just it's it's lovely because I built up a relationship with my local dealer now just by being yeah. a nice guy and being quite considerate and help them out on LinkedIn and. They're doing really well, but it means I get all the nice new stuff, which is nice. Yeah, that's really uh, good. No, they are definitely an asset and an investment for sure. If you know your watches, if you know what you're doing. I, I do find the go to meetings, I like look at people, especially if you're looking at decision makers. I know I shouldn't do this, yeah. but if I'm thinking property, because decision makers generally are, are quite big balling, like they've got a lot of money yeah. kind of flying about. Um, and you do kind of always, you always have a little look. I know I, know I shouldn't do it because it's so shallow, but because property is such a shallow industry anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got off a tangent from my watches here. But what was yeah. the answer, actually? Which I was yeah. interested to ask, actually. So, uh, probably last time we'll touch on mortgages, then we'll come and talk about some other stuff. But if you had 500 grand, for argument's sake, say your house is worth 500 grand and you had 500 yeah. grand, would you yeah. pay off your mortgage? Oh, uh, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, I was glad you said that. Yeah, cool. Okay. Why not? Just for people. They want people's dream is to pay off their mortgage, isn't it? But yeah. I don't think that's the- no, I think it's probably the biggest anticlimax going. I mean, our job is to try and get people to pay their mortgage off as quickly as possible, don't get me wrong. But yeah. I um, I don't think it would be as life-changing as you think. Like, I think, yeah, you have, a you know, a couple of grand less a month or, or more if your mortgage is higher, but you've still got all your bills and you can probably do stuff with that money that might make you more money than paying off your mortgage and saving a couple of grand each month if you're if you're clever with it um and i think money creates opportunities and not necessarily in just paying off your mortgage it's about right what can i do with this that's what i would if i had half a million pounds i'd be like right what can i do with well, this yes. what, what, what was, what was going to create opportunities what would you do if, you had, if i gave you 500 grand well a lot i think a lot of it i'd invest in, in my business or a chunk of it i'd invest in my yeah. business to take to up level that um, I definitely have a holiday, but I would probably also um, invest my money. I would try and I, I love the idea of helping other people start businesses um, because yeah. I know what that felt like. And without, I started this business with, with no cash input. And that was really hard to get a business off the ground with not that injection and also not that person that holds you accountable. Um, so I think, yeah, I like the idea of that as well, like seeing what business ideas are out there. Because um, I, I looked at it, because I thought about something similar myself, like trying to help, like not have loads of disposable income, but like when I did have stuff, I thought there must be some way you can facilitate this. Because yeah. when you think people out there who do give money, like investors, my experience with investors can be that they're quite shrewd. Mm. Like, and I think people just think you're out there to like for the pound of flesh. I'm not even about it. You know, of course you want to yeah. make a little bit of money, but it's nice to be part of the journey. It's nice to watch people. Yeah. Like, you know how happy you were that first time someone went to you for a mortgage and paid you some money. Yeah. Like, I mean, what? It's, it's, it's the best feeling in the world. I was in Pizza Express, and I remember the first time some, someone had actually put money in my account from outside of like anyone that I have knew and a client. It, it felt amazing. Yeah. Like, if I can give that to someone, it'd be lovely. And there's so many ideas out there um, that sometimes you just need someone to back you, whether that's, it doesn't even have to be financially, but you just need someone to back your idea and say, yeah, yeah. it's a good idea, you should do that. Um, so, yeah, I like to think I'd do stuff like that. I know I do invest. My husband's into shares and stuff. So, uh, yeah, there's loads I could do, <laughs> so much. Yeah. And I'd probably put <laughs> some studio time as well. You know, just I think money does create a bit of freedom and just yeah. – you can get off a rat race and actually assess what you want to do. Whereas when you're chasing the money, you're just 
you're on the chase, aren't you, all the time? So you don't even... It doesn't require happiness, but it bloody helps. Yeah, it does. It It does. does. I think we're foolish if we say it doesn't. But it does, you know, I know it hasn't. It hasn't bought me happiness when I've had really good time, like good mums. It hasn't bought me massive happiness, but I am generally more happy than usual. But you touched on it very briefly then. Um, Can we talk about The Voice? Yeah. Can we talk about that? We can talk about the voice. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for those of you that don't know... Uh, you were on The Voice, weren't you? How are you a finalist? Uh, well, I would be classed as a semi-finalist based on the current format, but then I was a knockout finalist, but whatever. Unless you watch it. Yeah, unless <laughs> that was a semi-finalist. That sounds better. <laughs> so, I mean, I find these things fascinating. So how did, how did yeah. it come about? What? Um, well, I've always sung, I've always applied for these sorts of things, to be honest, and had varying degrees of success back Back in the day, I, I wanted to be in front of Simon Cowell because, to me, he was the guy. He was the guy that would yeah. tell me if I was crap or if I was a good singer. And I didn't have the confidence to know myself. So I just yeah. thought, he's the one. He doesn't know me. He doesn't care. He he takes no like punches, if that's the right phrase. And I just wanted to get in front of him. And I finally did after years and years of producers and got my moment where I thought, okay, here we go. This is the moment where he's, he, he will tell you. And he said some really lovely things and I got four yeses and everyone ran on stage wearing t-shirts exactly how you see on tv except it didn't get put on tv and um after having them visit my house x factor they came to my house they came to my work they filmed me doing everything and then it just nothing happened I got sent home in the middle of the night it was Ollie Mers's year and I thought oh my god this is a tough industry like I was not prepared for that I thought I'd made it because you know everything was yeah. happening they were at my blimmin house you know I thought oh my god I'm gonna be on X Factor it's gonna be amazing but it ended just as quickly and he just said don't give up because you've got it but you need more confidence but of course you have an experience like that it strips you of all your confidence oh, yeah, of yeah. Um, so yeah had varying degrees of success over those years and then just gave up just had one too many rejections and thought I'm not doing this anymore yeah I mean I would have gone in a group but I never knew anybody else that could sing to be honest so I just didn't have that opportunity but I probably would have been better in a group to be fair um anyway I then Britain's Got Talent rejected me for a, I didn't get put on the show at the last minute and then I became a mortgage broker because of it I remember sitting at my desk thinking oh, that's it I'm gonna become a mortgage I'm gonna do something I can control so the mortgages and singing have always been intertwined um and years later I'd started going live as a mortgage broker and um just got a bit more confidence did some self-development did loads of therapy just found like another side to myself and realized I still wanted to sing and so I applied for X Factor again and the voice and um yeah and the voice the voice went all the way to the blind audition and obviously beyond that in the end so it was kind of I'd waited 16 years for this moment but it was 100% oh, worth it yeah and then um, I would probably say like the four turns because I told my daughter all about the law of attraction and I said to her, if you believe in something and you really believe it and you imagine it time and time and time again and you feel all the emotions as if it's happening, you can create magic in your life and mummy is going to get four turns on this show called The Voice and I showed her on the YouTube and said, this is The Voice and she's like, what's so they turn their chair if they like you? And I'm like, yeah, but they don't see you, they just hear you and she was like, you're going to get four turns. I really think you will. And I said to her, I need you to pretend with me when mummy's singing at home, like, just give me a cuddle. Like, imagine I'm on the stage and we're going to get Jennifer Hudson to turn. And she's like, okay. And she watched the whole thing play out. And then when the day came, I absolutely bricked it, like lost all my confidence, lost everything. And just thought, I can't, I'm not about to do this. I'm going to mess it up. I can't remember the words. I can't breathe properly. My chest feels tight. I feel shaky. I just lost lost myself completely, as we do when we panic. And um, obviously, I managed to pull it together with a lot of help backstage. But that moment was like, I can't. I, one, only, one go. Yeah, and that, yeah. that's what freaked me out is they said the judge, because they hired you from the coaches. So backstage, you can't go anywhere on your own. And you're there from six in the morning. And I didn't get seen till six at night. But they, they protect you. And you're in a poncho all day. So you're sweating like nervous sweating under a poncho in that bright light rooms being filmed on an awful day around people with massive egos massive confidence it's a really draining experience backstage 
and I just lost my head I didn't I couldn't see my family so I just lost what I lost everything basically all my perspective um but eventually I did get it back and then as I was standing towards the edge of the stage I just all I can say is I can't ever be back to that person there because once I stepped on and took the leap and took a deep breath and thought right on you go you got to do it now I um went into some weird headspace and I just knew this is it like this is the thing you've been waiting for your whole life and she's over there you just got to do it now and they didn't turn around when I thought they might and and yeah just I used everything everything I had in that moment and then when I heard them go dong 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 and then finally heard dong at the end and saw Sienna I just thought oh my god like I've actually just proven to myself that not only can I overcome my own stupid crap that's in my head all the time but I actually can create things if I actually put enough effort into it and if I care enough about it so then I set the mortgage mum up because I thought do you know what I've got other ideas in here that I've doubted and talked myself out of and you know do it now do it now while you feel brave so I set the mortgage mum up there and then like pretty much well, a few months later with Jamie after winning the battle. That's his condition. Win the battle and I'll, I'll back you, set it up with you. You and Jennifer's group then? Uh, yeah, yeah. So Jennifer had some turnaround and I I wanted her to compare me to Mariah Carey, which was ridiculous, <laughs> like such a ridiculous thing to want. But she did. She did say, yeah. oh, your voice reminds me of Mariah Carey. And I thought... I am a manifester. Like, I, I am magic. Like, no. But yeah, obviously then I was like, I'm, I want to win it. And now I want to win it. And I didn't win it, which was crushing because I'd told myself I could like do anything. And I really, for the first time ever, I believed it. I thought I actually could, I actually can do anything. I'm going to win it. And then I didn't win it. Um, and I just sort of had to have a real hard journey of like, oh, actually I can't. So which bits can I do and which bits can't? and how does it all work you know so that's been a bit tough but um I have to remember that moment because it was a it was a very powerful one and I haven't gone back to being that person since I'm different now and that's just the way it is I have to move forward I mean that's I mean inspiring I I think like I love the way to picture it make it happen I think that's what some people just don't have in them they just can't visit themselves get into that situation come on oh, my friends looking to get a new job and i'm like mate just tell yourself you're going to get that job tell yourself you can get promoted you'll get the job and it's like it's not how it works i say it's how it bloody works all right yeah you know people say oh you know i might i might do it maybe if i'm like oh, piss off all right just yeah can't make it happen. just do it right, i, I see that in you i do see that in you like when i see your stuff i think yeah he's I think it's that it's this, that slight mindset shift. You can sense it in other people. No, no one else can do it for you. So you're gonna have to do it. One thing I want to know about the voice. Actually, are you still friends with any of them? Just to keep in touch. As in the coaches or the contestants? Yeah, or anyone, anyone, yeah, anyone. Uh, producers, yes. And I'm like doing some mortgages for the vocal coaches and stuff at the moment, nice. which is really cool. Yeah, that's really nice. No, I mean, I wish I could say to you, I've got Will I Am in my phone, but I did bump into him a couple of months after and I thought, I hope he remembers me. <laughs> yeah, well, I was there to take my daughter to the voice kids, oh. but I was secretly thinking, oh, please let me see Will I Am again. I'm just, I just wanted to see if it was fake or whether he yeah. actually did remember. And he saw me and just went, Mother Tucker. And I went, Will. <laughs> and yeah. came to And I didn't like how he was in real life. Oh, he's like, so it. nice. Yeah, he's really yeah. cool. And very rich, like completely tight. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't, you can't, yeah. you can't imagine that he actually really is in really good shape. But he said, um, yeah, he was like, grab your phone. I said, how do I get in contact with you? Because you never answer my DMs. He's <laughs> like, I don't see them because there's, I get millions of them. But um, go and get your phone and I'll give you my number. And they've taken my phone off me. And it's like, one, it's a moment that I think about all the time and think, why did you do that to me, Universe? <laughs> like, why did, you, <laughs> why did you put me in front of him? And then I couldn't get his phone number and he couldn't get mine. And now it's done. You know, years later, I've never heard from him and that's it. But he said, I'll find you. I'll find you. Has he? No. Like, no, he hasn't found me. I do get, like, because, I, I mean, I've only got, like, 500 followers, but I have loads of stuff in my message request thing I don't even ever see. So he must have millions of people. Oh, he there, must so. have so many. But yeah, he's, probably you, been, he's probably been honest. Yeah. It, the thing is, with these shows, as I sadly understand now, is once it's done, it's done. Like, it's on to the next yeah. series. They're advertising the next lot before you've even got out the door. So you have to just use it. And if you don't use it, 
then shame on you. You know, you get a platform, but it's not the, t- the I thought it was like the golden ticket, like in Willy Wonka, yeah. I was thinking, I've got the golden ticket now, I'm in. I'm in the industry. That's it. I've done it. Woohoo, 36 or whatever, 34, and I've made it. But no, you have to keep, you have to just take the opportunity and keep using it as much as you can. And yeah, I never thought company. it would turn into a company, a mortgage company. Just like, I like how you, because I think what you've done is, you've kind of taken it a direction where maybe you didn't think you were supposed to go, but it probably is the right direction for you to go. And you need this as a vehicle to get you to that point. Like, yeah. cause you're, you've done the brand, you've done the personal brand, your personal brand's great. And I think that's, I love people who've got personal brands. I think a lot of people, that's what I try and talk about on these casts is that cast, is that what you call them? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> episodes? Podcasts? I don't episodes, know. Episodes. Um, <laughs> Just go with it. It's so important to anyone that's got a career where you have to have sales and you have to, get new clients is to have a personal brand and make people yeah. want to work with Sarah and subsequently Sarah's company, which is Mortgage Mum. So, I mean, yeah. have you have you lent on it much uh, when it comes to setting up? Does, has it opened any doors? Oh, yeah. There's no way the Mortgage Mum would be where it is without it. No, it just wouldn't. I, at the beginning, I used it to get the industry to care that we were there. Yeah. So I'd be like, Oh, I do you know? I've got. I've just come off the Voice, and they wanted to interview me loads on the Voice. So I did loads of free interviews, and then once I came off the Voice, I was like, "I've got a story. I'd love you to feature. I'm setting up the Mortgage Mum. I'd love you to do a piece." And they put us on the front cover, and that was it. As soon as I got that, I've been able to use like my platform to say, "Look at what we're doing. Look at what we're doing. Look at what I'm doing. I've got an opinion on this. I've got an opinion on that." And I'm yeah. still climbing, but I wouldn't be even on the first step if it wasn't for the fact that they were interested in the first place because of the voice otherwise i'd have just been with another person Uh, sorry just via linkedin you were doing this um linkedin's been quite a recent thing actually because you've been on link you've been smashing linkedin for quite a while like when i first met you i didn't even i wasn't even on linkedin and i heard about you i'm on it now i'm on it now but back then i didn't realize it was a big thing i just thought it was a cv place to be honest with you but now i see it's such it's probably the platform that you should be on to be honest but no back then it was just yeah email so and instagram and stuff like that really but um yeah so definitely i've used it um to get us where we needed to be and we wanted people to look what we're doing you know we're bringing women in that wasn't being done we were using online before the world of covid that wasn't being done and so we needed people to give us a little bit of space to talk so that people could see that we were there and i just know for sure if it wasn't for the voice they just wouldn't have been interested i just would have been another random woman that happens to be a mortgage broker why would they no, care you know, what, you know what i like i think what i like about a brand is mum mum is a word that resonates for everyone it's mom, so true. inherently positive word isn't it like there's never a negative yeah. word about um and i think where there's always a risk when you do have a sex only kind of company that you do kind of ice you know isolate men yeah. but men you know men don't inherently care generally but <laughs> i think it was you you kind of run it at the right time you hit it pretty well when women's rights was a big thing again it kind of spun yeah. back around female empowerment and i think you hit it right at the right time and yeah it's not so. i don't find it as a bloke um it doesn't you know it's not something that I thought, oh, it's just women there. I actually think, oh, yeah, fair play. The mums, their mums. Their mums just trying to earn a living. That's nice, yeah. you know. The yeah, mortgage we... dads work with it, I don't think. Right. Well, funny you should say that because yeah. I've probably had 20 men, maybe more, yeah. approach me, even in the park. Like when I'm with my kids, I've had a guy <laughs> come over and go like, not being funny, but, you know, other men do want flexible working just like you're providing. You can do a mail brad. Like I'll be the mortgage dad and, we have like yeah, loads of emails of people saying, "I want to set oh, up a mortgage it's, dad." It's and... just breaking news. Well, I no, I mean, <laughs> I haven't got time at the moment. And to be honest, yeah. I think it would. Um, I don't know. There's something about. I, I do want to provide it. it. Yeah, I want to provide that space for men, 100. percent Like if that's what they need and they can't get it, but I think the world's going that way anyway. I don't think they'll yeah. need us. I think companies are thankfully seeing that they do need to be a bit more flexible they need to let people work from home a little bit and if they've got families you know let them pick them up from school sometimes I think that will happen anyway so but if not yeah maybe in the future but right now you know I've got to focus on what we've got rather than trying to yeah, yeah. get too big for my boots you know so well, I just I made, I made a mistake of I had 
like with Hortons went quite well early on and I thought I could launch some state agents and then that went tits up. So oh really? Was, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a pucker brand. Like I maybe say I'm like I'm I'm lucky enough to be yet talking on Sarah's podcast <laughs> next week. So I'm yes. like, ask me about it next week. Yeah. Um it was a, a massive learning curve, huge learning curve. But I think sometimes oh. it's I'd rather be the best at one thing than average at lots of things. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think, well, I think as well, it's, it's nice and addictive to start something new. I think new ideas are quite addictive. So yeah. when you're in your business, sometimes when it gets a little bit tough and, yeah, just tough, you just want some inspiration to start something new and get all that excitement back to start well, something. I'm doing this. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah, it's important, really. But oh, I'm surprised the estate agent didn't work, but, yeah. You'll have yeah, to tell me I, I'm sure it was lack of balls and a lack of oh. money yeah it's that money it, thing you need yeah, that money it, don't you it's a Eric brand like I spoke to you about earlier so I was saying you know I spoke to Sarah before the show and it was that I love generic brands so I like mortgage money it's a nice generic brand that can kind of have the whole of the market it could be national you can roll it out franchise it etc etc so a lot of times it's staying people flat it's just purely target flats because I work in yeah. the sales sector our flats work and do lease extensions because it's a management and do all that stuff. And I thought I had it, I'd have it on the under. I thought I could advertise on the underground. I could do all this stuff. Yeah. No idea how much it was. It was so expensive. I spent it thousands of that. And it was just, yeah, it still upsets me to this day. But it's something I look at again. But we get a lot of work from estate agents now. So yeah. we can't. Yeah. When is that after Hortons that you set that up then? Uh, yeah, so Hortons, this was about a year. The idea was to drive traffic to. And we had we had developments on, we, we, we were up and running, but had the wrong acquisitions in terms of staffing and uh, not because they're bad people, just they weren't right for, the, for what it was. And I think trying to, well, I said, I'll ask you about so We're trying to hire at the moment um, for one of the companies and it's trying to find people who're not asking for massive basics. I want to yeah. ask for more commission. I want people that are going to come to me and ask for 50% commission. Yeah. I want them people because they're the ones you know are going to make money, not the ones yeah. that are like, oh, I want 50 grand basic salary and, you know, I'm yeah. not really bothered about commission. And I was like, you're not really the right person. I mean, how do you get warning signs of people coming asking for – I mean, it's a little bit different with your business it model. It is but... different, but, I mean, I've, it's so funny you say that because I've had this over the last few weeks um, particularly where – you you want people to be as in, as invested as you are, which is difficult when it's your idea and your company. But you want people who are willing to lose a bit to start with to gain a bit in the end. And that's the journey we go on as business owners. Like we don't just turn up, rock up and, oh, brilliant, we're earning a great salary. Like I've taken a massive salary drop um, since I was a broker to doing this. And that's not people don't see that. People don't realise that's going on. But you need those people who are also willing to see the bigger potential in something and be willing to lose a little to drive themselves forward so that they can get the end goal, um, that's not easy to find. And but they are out there, but it is – I don't think people can have that same hunger and drive unless they've got that, like you say, that lower basic getting that commission because that's what drives you to keep yeah. going when it's hard is is that chase. Um, I don't know why would I had a nice big paycheck each month. I'm not be that bothered about getting, you know, getting those deals in. But then if someone went to me, Cole, you know, you could earn, you know, triple what you could earn on a basic, then yeah, I'd be much more driven to do it. But some people talk a good game, but they don't ever, they don't ever when it comes to the job offer. And then very quickly. No, that's the that's hard thing, isn't it? Interviews is one thing. It's when they're in the job that I've learned probation periods are really important because yeah. really you can't get a measure until probably the first three months of working with somebody. And then you can really see and feel, okay, yeah, we're on, we're, we're in alignment, let's go. But um, sometimes it doesn't, it's not quite how you think it's going to be in those first few months. Yeah, Staff is the hardest I mean, thing. Yeah, it's bloody hard. Like we, we're, at, we're trying to hire at the moment. It's expensive for a start. I hate paying recruiters fees. No offence recruiters, but I know you have a purpose, but I hate paying it. Yeah. Um, and it's finding the right people that because I know there's a company that I know who their new starters they take them out for drinks before they even start. Oh, to make sure they're not like because you don't want to like go on a client event and they're absolute knobheads. <laughs> no, you got to make All sure. Right. <laughs> 
Um, and that's something because we do like we have to entertain a lot of clients. We have to take a lot of people out, and it's important. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's that's how I grew the business was by taking by Pete. Like, if I hadn't gone to that event, of you know where I met where I met yourself, we wouldn't have met. You know, we, no. we wouldn't be here now. So that's um, no, very true, actually. It's so important to get out. But one, have you been to Mipin in France? I don't, no, I but what? I've I've heard you talk about this. What is it? Should I so know what it, it is? Um. Well, it's cancelled this year with COVID, but... Um, it's I a big thing, though, isn't it? It's a big thing. So it's like the World Property Conference in France. Basically, it's like a corporate cabos. It's the best way to describe it. Okay. Like, there's, it used to be quite... It's basically a time where professionals can go away, network, um, but have a good time doing it. And it's not stifling network where it's, you know, I'm Jeff, you know, I'm Savannah. <laughs> it's like people have like, the gin and tonics flowing, there's yacht parties. It's a really cool place to go. Um, and well, I've done a lot of good business there, actually. And because it's very male-dominated, women yeah. apparently do do better there, especially women that have got something about them and not just there to look pretty. You know, yeah. there's a lot of ones that are just taken there just to attract people over. Really? Uh, but the ones that you know, have actually got sand, yeah, it does work because there's not – they go, yeah. this is the problem. <laughs> these folks have got to be away from their wives. So they're yeah, absolutely yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the story you see these like grown men at the airport on the way back, like looking like they've just got back from Magaloo. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like, how have like, I not like, how do like, I not know about this? It's because I'm a woman, isn't it? I don't realise what's going on. I've that one just out of it out of it. We should have a look, it's tax you know, it's tax deductible. You can get it for you know, you can put it for the business expense and yeah. you can meet you need to meet one or two people out there, one or two estate agents for you guys, or yeah. I don't know dominant your client base is but facilitator and you're laughing then yeah. and it's good on this it's good it's good i think for the brand as well to be out and about meeting people and oh fuck i'm sorry i swore best me Matt. but she you know sarah's gone to france to yeah you know, to grow business. that says a lot about her yeah okay it's cans it's lovely it's hot yeah She's having gin time, but yeah it's worth investigating like with the other guys like yeah it's, it's, well, it's uh, interesting because we've we've only started our business in lockdown like we've pretty much yeah. been in lockdown since we had a company to talk about. Does that make sense? Yeah. So because um, this why this is nice. It's like networking, kind of. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like networking. So that's why it's nice. But you yeah. think, are you going to go out? Are you planning to go out and meet people? And, uh, or are you yeah. going to go over the fire? What's the? Yeah, oh, I suppose I'm going to have to, right? Because I need to. I need to. I need to meet people. I feel like I've met so many people online, and I actually feel safe. I feel like I am someone that's much more confident on a screen and online than I probably yeah. am in real life. So I, I hope I don't. You know, everybody's going to have this expectation. They're going to meet me, and I'm going to be like all coy and hi. Are you right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I will have to. It will be the next. You know, you always have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. That's not how you expand yourself. That's going to be me expanding myself will be putting myself out there in networking events. So, yeah, I will be. I'll need to learn this whole new game. I haven't had to do it yet. So, um, yeah, I will then. I'll tell you what's network for you or what I've been doing because I've been viewing houses recently. Okay. Especially network with estate agents. Really? The yeah, thing is, they're, they're all with affinity. <laughs> so I'll be poaching oh, from my own ground. So, yeah. But, yeah, no, I'd imagine it is, to be fair. Because, I mean, if you give a good, yeah, if you get on with this, it's all about people, isn't it? Getting on with somebody and clicking with them. Pure people. It's pure. Like, I've met a couple of agents recently who are so driven. So, really? so, so. I, won't, um, I won't name drop them because. You've got other clients as well, but um, they're so so driven. These guys, and uh, yeah. it's quite um, addictive watching them, kind of like being with them because you, you're like feeding off their enthusiasm yeah. for their the way they do things. And uh, you'll know who they are, but uh, they're literally just smashing it at the moment, like dominating yeah. things. I'm just like that. Fit. I mean, they're working every hour, God sends. But like, I mean, what's your, I mean, what's your dream? Like, as you kind of round this podcast, of, like, what's the dream yeah. of the Sarah the next twelve months for you? For the next 12 months or yeah, in general? In general, where we want to be? Um, I think for the next 12 months, it's about building solid foundations, which is such a boring thing. It can't even class as a dream. So I'm going to extend <laughs> the time period. Um, yeah. I have a vision of uh, pulling up onto my drive. It's not my drive now, but I have this house. Never seen it before in my life, but I've been in that house and lived in it. I know exactly it's gorgeous, so gorgeous. And I pull up and I go in and 
you know, I'm in this beautiful kitchen with my daughter chatting. She's definitely older. And um, I'm, I'm doing TV work. So talking about mortgages like Martin Lewis, there needs to be a woman out there who's talking about this stuff as well. Not everybody just listening to Martin, although he's good. There needs to be some females going out there talking about that stuff yeah. too. Um, and I have this thriving team. Um, and But I've got some more balance in my own life. So doing, you know, the TV bits or... Um, maybe a bit of singing sometimes or and, and being involved in the company, but perhaps not having a little bit more freedom, like actually stepping outside of my garden, for example, and just having I'll a little walk around. Doing the management. On the yeah, side. yeah, that's that's my dream. And But actually giving people, you know, all these women are happy about it. They're not just thinking I'm skiving off, that it's, it's providing an opportunity for somebody else to be there when they're hugely passionate, perhaps when my passion yeah. is going to something else. That's my dream, really, and that creates opportunities for other people. But I, I would love to have my yeah sights on on that, but always be passionate about something else and have a little bit of balance that you know I can actually sit in my kitchen and have a coffee with my daughter, for example, while the sun's shining, and not feel like I should be running at a million miles an hour all the time for the rest of my life. <laughs> so that's. Uh, I rate that. So that's a nice dream. Yeah. It might might change. Yeah, dreams always change. You've got that one dream and that'll change. Yeah, exactly. I'll be like, oh, I'm bored of coffees in the morning. Come on, get me me (laughs) going to a business venture. So, yeah, yeah, that's kind of it. At the moment, that's the vision that kind of motivates me. I'm sure that will happen. I'm sure that will happen. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank I'll put you all your details me. below. That's okay. You've been a lovely guest, actually. Probably the best one so far. So, oh, um, that's nice. How many so, have you had, like, two? Or, like, is this a natural compliment? No, we've had that. No, we've had um, <laughs> our sixth person, actually. Oh, that's no, lovely. Else, I'll your, take that. I'll take your that. Your last year very interesting. So, thank you for coming on. Uh, obviously, you want to get in touch with Sarah. I'll hit the details be below. And, yeah, yeah we'll, uh, we'll catch up soon. Yeah, thank you so much.